Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now in her opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Hi guys, welcome back to My Opinion. Today I have another amazing, inspirational guest on the show. Let's welcome Pamela Doritis. Pamela, welcome to the show. Hi, Maya. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to talk to you. We're so excited to have you here. And I was just so happy to meet you. And I want to start off by talking about your program and your business. Tell us a little bit about that and what you're up to right now, Pamela. Yeah, great. Thank you. I have a, my company is called Plant-Based IQ. And I run educational courses. So right now I have a 30 day course that is my main offering. And um, it's a very interactive, highly participative course where I meet with my students once a week over Zoom. So you don't have to be you know, in the same city as me. We're obviously in Atlanta, but we meet over Zoom once a week and I educate people about diet and disease. And I cover a different topic each week. So week one is usually heart disease and how that happens over time. Week two is usually diabetes. Week three is all about protein because people want to know about protein. And there are a lot of misconceptions about how much protein we need. And then week four is kind of a general anti-aging survey of how diet can just help you live longer. And the next course that I have is coming up on September 30th. So I'm enrolling students now and seats are filling up. I'm really excited about it because this is going to be the second one I've done. And so I'm, I'm still kind of getting a feel for what people respond to. And it's been very well received though. Thankfully, I don't have to change too much from the first course to the second one because people are loving the information I give them. That's amazing. Yeah. And I find too, like as, as someone who teaches courses and has taught for a while for corporations too, it always evolves, right? I mean, we're always evolving. So that's amazing. Congratulations on your second course. This is so exciting. So yeah, when you guys hear this, it'll be fast approaching September 30th. So we will make sure that we include the link. People can sign up, but I just love, yes, we're both here in Atlanta, but I have women on from all over the world, actually, Pamela, and it's really amazing, but I loved meeting you in person. It really piqued my interest because I've tried to do plant-based diets and it's challenging for me a little bit. I admitted that to you. <laughs> so I really mm-hmm. wanted you to come on the show and share your program, your advice, your story. So tell us a little bit about how you got into this, because that was so interesting to me because I'm not going to say how old you are, but like you, I'm 34 and you guys, she looks younger than me. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the plant-based diet and teaching yeah. others. Yeah, totally. I will happily say how old I am. I am 52 years old. (laughs) And while I don't think I look younger than you, Maya, (laughs) I think I look pretty good for my age. And it's funny that you say it that way, because I used to be very kind of cagey about my age. I'm a woman. And traditionally, women have, you know, the, the, I guess, old school way of doing things is not to talk about your age. But the older I've gotten, and the better preserved (laughs) I feel like I am, I feel like this is a really great selling point. And 
I've done a lot of things right over the course of my lifetime to help me stay young. So I'm proud of my age. I'm proud of how I have aged. And I want to share that with people. It's, it's not a secret anymore. So I just want people to benefit from what I know and how I've lived. And that said, to answer your other question, I started the business actually last year during COVID when I was still working a corporate job. And the writing was kind of on the wall with layoffs that were coming. And I thought, what can I do even during COVID to just make a little extra cash on the side and, and kind of pad my income so that in case I get laid off, I can have something to fall back on. And people kept asking me about cooking from home because obviously during COVID in 2020, nobody was going to restaurants, right? So mm-hmm. people would call me up, they would text me, ask me, what can I make that is healthy? It's plant-based. I want to be as healthy as I can in case I get this thing. So can you help me out? And that evolved into my one-on-one coaching. So I started off actually coaching people one-on-one and how to go plant-based. And that quickly evolved into the group course that we just talked about. As it turns out, I did not get laid off from my job, but the business started taking off so much that I decided to leave my job in March of this year. So now I am full-time in my business and I love it. Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, and that's a great story. And I hope that really inspires my listeners because I know everyone that listens to the podcast is on a different journey in their leadership journey, in their business journey, in their entrepreneurship journey, or if they're in corporate. And I think it's really, we, we did, we went through so many shifts in 2020 and it's still happening in 2021. So again, congratulations to you doing that during this time. But I think it's interesting. Something you said is that you had a lot of your friends and people calling you for this. And I find that you know, sometimes when we're like, I don't think you were lost, but I think sometimes, you know, the listeners listening to this, like we're trying to figure out what's our calling, what's our purpose, what are we trying to, what do we want to do? Sometimes if we're like being called upon by other people for certain things, we probably should listen, (laughs) right? And that's what was happening to you, Pamela, like people were coming to you. Yes. And there was that immediate motivation to go into this business, but more fundamentally, I had been interested in like animal welfare and health, um, you know, human health ever since I can remember, really. And although my corporate job or my career, you know, spanned decades, I enjoyed it. It was good money. Not going to lie. <laughs> it was hard to leave that salary. Yeah. But I always felt inside that this is not why I am on the earth. It's just not. And it was very easy for me to put that feeling aside for the money until I could no longer. And, you know, sometimes I wish I had come to that point earlier in life, but things happen when they happen and they happen for a reason this way. And I think COVID was actually great timing because people are ripe for this information. Now they want to be healthy and they, this has been a trend for a while, but during COVID, it's just like people's interest in health has exploded. And so I just got in when I needed to get in. I agree. I think your timing was impeccable you know, we, a lot of us gained the (laughs) COVID-19. So we're wondering like, how can we improve our lifestyle, our health? And it's not just about exercise. It's about what we actually consume and what we eat. Oh yeah. So what is some, so let's get into some advice. Okay. So what's some advice that you can give people if they're really interested in starting this transition into a more plant-based I mean, we probably have some people listening that are like me that have eaten some pretty meat heavy, high pro high, I'm doing the bunnies here, high yeah. protein, <laughs> right? 
So yeah. let's like debunk some of these myths for them, right? So yeah. share some of your knowledge with us, Pamela. Like how can we start, you know, going vegetarian or vegan or living more plant-based kind of naturally or gradually? Because I think it scares people to jump in so quickly sometimes, right? Yeah, it does. People think it's difficult. They don't know where to begin. And the first thing I tell people is, have you ever eaten a salad? Have you ever eaten an apple? Like those things are naturally vegan, unless you add meat to the salad, of course. And if you add cheese, you can always add dairy cheese. So people eat more vegan food than they realize already. So I start with where they're at now, which is usually, yeah, I've, I love apples. I love peanut butter and jelly. Like, yes, I've had these things. And duh, it didn't occur to me that yes, these are vegan, but they are. We just don't think of them that way. So I encourage people to take stock of how they're already eating. You may be incorporating more plant-based food into your diet than even you realize. And then from there, I will tell people to just start with breakfast. That's the easiest to transition to vegan if you're not already doing a vegan breakfast. If you like oatmeal, some people do, some people don't. I dress my oatmeal up with things like flax seeds and fruit, stuff like that. So it tastes better. If you're not an oatmeal person, avocado toast, like who doesn't love avocado toast? I do. <laughs> so there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are easy things that you can do for breakfast, fruit salad with some non-dairy yogurt, just very easy things. You don't have to cook. It's not a lot of prep time. And I'll just say, do that two or three times a week, work up to five, six, seven days a week. And then once breakfast is kind of under control and you've, you've been doing it for a few weeks and you're having plant-based breakfasts on a regular basis, then concentrate on lunch. And I can help with recipes if people want, but there are tons of recipes on the web. You don't have to come to me for recipes. Of course, I will give them if you do, but uh, lunch is the next easiest. So I like to phase people in so that they don't feel overwhelmed. And actually one of the things, one of the strengths of my course is that I'm not just telling people these things are bad for you. This is going to cause inflammation, blah, blah, blah. There is a lot of that information in there because that is the reality, but I don't just leave people hanging after that. I actually give everyone a meal plan for the week, like including all of the meals and including snacks. I give them shopping lists. I tell them, here's what you prepare on the weekend for the following week. So as soon as we hang up from the zoom call, they know exactly what they need to do. They've got it all written down. <laughs> so yeah. they're not feeling lost. So just to recap, I always like to transition people slowly and start from where they are, which is probably further along than they realize. I love that, Pamela. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, I think in my opinion, like that is the most intimidating thing, right? Just thinking you have to go completely cold turkey. Like, you know, I think that's scary for anything, right? And so you have to change your whole lifestyle. You have to go in your fridge, throw everything out yeah. and just hit the ground running. And it feels intimidating. So I really love how you explain this transition because I'm like listening to you going, I love doing these interviews because I feel like I learned too, but you know, I'm like, Oh wow. I'm like, my breakfast is actually vegan most mm -hmm. mornings because That's right. yeah. I'm not like a huge, I love breakfast food, but I'm not a big, like early morning eater. So like, I like a banana in the morning or, or fruit and I'm like, Oh, so I'm vegan in the morning. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, you're right. It would be so much easier to transition like that. And I love what you're talking about with your course, because I think that's the other part, in my opinion, too, that's very intimidating. Like, okay, great. I take a class or I have a mentor. And then when you hang up that phone or hang up that, you know, call or Zoom or, you know, you leave a physical class when the world was still normal, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then you're like, I don't have any tools. Like, what do I do? Like, most of us are not a chef like my husband and knows like how to go to the grocery store and 
just right. knock it all out. And we're really busy too. Like we yeah. have responsibilities that we didn't necessarily all have. A lot of us are, you know, mothers or, you know, caring for others during this time or caring for, you know, God forbid people that are ill. So we've got a lot on our plate. And so having those tools, wow, like that's amazing. So I, I mean, the, I, to me, the transition and going slow, like that would be super helpful yeah. because that's the scary part for me. It's like, I have to do all this at once. Like, right. That's a lot. Yeah. I've been doing this for 15 years. I've been vegan for 15 years and I went vegan when there was no beyond burger, there was no impossible, you know, there, there were no good cheeses that are vegan. And now cheese still has a ways to go, but there are actually a lot of good cheeses and I've shared them with my friends and they're like, wow, this is better than I thought it would be. Yeah. So when, when I went vegan, there was none of that. And so to me, I've watched the evolution of products that are available, restaurants that are participating. And so when people say to me, it's difficult, what they really mean is, I don't know, help me. I need this information. It's not difficult actually. And once they start making small changes and see what's out there and see how easy it is, then they're like, oh yeah, okay, I can do this. I got this. And I totally believe in gradual change because that's sustainable change. When somebody changes overnight, there are a few people in the world who can make a change like that. And for instance, actually, I don't know if I ever told you, Maya, but I used to be a smoker. You way did back tell when. me that, Pamela. Oh yeah, my gosh. I did. Yeah. Wow. It's not, yeah, it's not something I really talk about because it was very long time ago. It was when I was in college. And ironically, I was an athlete in college and all this. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> anyway, I for about four or five years, I smoked and there was a point at which I got up to a pack a day. And wow. there was a time when I started to realize if I don't stop this crap, hopefully I can say that word on your podcast. Yeah. Cause I want to say, I want to say something much worse because smoking is yeah. so horrible. It's horrible. But yeah. And I, so I started that mental realization, but by the time I was ready, I quit and I kind of did it cold Turkey, but there was a whole mental process that went on before that. And I getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but that is to say, if you make a sudden change, unless there is a process that goes into it, it's not going to be sustainable. So I want people to focus on the process and always improving and never feeling like, oh my God, I've just got to switch everything and throw all my food away. Cause that's not how long-term change is made. Yep. I agree with you completely. That's why I, I loved you bringing up the slow, the gradual process. And you know what, Pamela, fun fact here too. I smoked too in college and mm. like in mm. my teen years too. And I quit cold turkey too, because I have asthma. And so, yes. And so when I went to the doctor, I got a big wake up call. They were like, you smoking is like uh, three times, four times, whatever the stat was worse than the normal person. And so it scared me straight. And so I just never touched it again. But that is so to your point, like our stories are very rare. Like that is very, very rare me like stopping eating certain things or starting a a workout regime or just different practices that I do, or even just things in my business. Like it takes time to build those practices. So that's why this is so important that people understand that it's, you know, you don't just have to throw out all the meat, throw out all the cheese. Like it can be gradual. But what I would love for you to share is what was that moment? What was that quit smoking moment for you? But for (laughs) for this, for, for food. Mm, yeah. What was your story about that? So right around the same time I was smoking, like I said, it was a crazy time. And I was also reading a lot 
about nutrition and health and all that stuff, probably right on the heels of knowing that I had to quit. And I read a book called Diet for a Small Planet. And that book I picked up for the nutritional information and it covered meat and the meat industry and why meat is bad for you or you know can lead to inflammation, things like that. And it also talked about the meat business, like how the animals are treated. I should say animal agribusiness. And from reading that book, I decided to go vegetarian. I wasn't vegan yet because I didn't really know about dairy and eggs and all those things. So what started as a nutritional quest quickly became, I don't want to participate in, in the treatment of animals like this. So I went vegetarian, did that for a little over a decade. And then I started slipping away from it little by little. I eat meat here and there. And, and inside that bothered me. I kept saying to myself, all right, I'm still mostly vegetarian, but I don't like that. I'm making these exceptions, right? (laughs) There's a reason I went vegetarian in the first place. So fast forward to 2005, 2006, Google had become a thing by then. And I thought to myself, I did some reading that that is what led me to go vegetarian. Let me just do some more reading. I'll do it online this time. And boy, Maya, I mean, anyone who's been on Google, Google, which is everybody Mm -hmm. (laughs) by now can attest to the fact that there is more information out there than you ever want to see. And I got slapped in the face with a lot of things that I did not know about animal agriculture. And here I thought I was very well-versed in these topics and just stuff that I can never unsee. And I decided to go vegan at that time. So what started out as a nutritional quest turned into kind of a blend of nutrition and ethical choice. And then later on, it it was like, okay, I just, I can't participate in any of this. I have to find a way to be healthy and live by my values. And that's what I've done. That's amazing. So did you ever, I mean, yeah, that's quite a journey and quite a like, yeah, it's a long, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, but everyone listening to this doesn't have to go through that. They can just go through Pamela. They can go through your journey and learn through you. But did you have a mentor? I always ask everyone that comes on, did you have a mentor that kind of helped you through this? Or was this just total self-research? Most of it, I would say 90% was self-research. But I did, at the time I decided to go vegan, I did find a forum online that no longer exists, but I participated in that forum for probably a good couple of years back then, back in 2006, for moral support and just asking questions like, you know, what am I going to eat if I don't have milk with my cereal? What, you know, what else can I do? And we talked about ethical implications, environmental implications, health implications of our food choices. And so it was great to have that group. I'm kind of sad that they don't exist anymore, but the, the organizers of that group had other life plans. I think they've gone into law since then from what I've heard. So that was really my mentor. It wasn't one specific person, but it was a very supportive community of like-minded people. Yeah. I think, you know, it's really important to have community and mentors. And so, you know, that's why I always ask everyone that comes on the show, like, who was your mentor or, you know, how, you know, how did that kind of shake out for you? And so I think that's really interesting because I think everyone needs a mentor. I mean, the greatest athletes in the world, the greatest leaders in the world, the greatest, you know, insert there has a mentor or have Mm -hmm. mentors their whole lives. And so it's interesting and also community. I'm glad you brought that up. Having a yes. community that you can relate to because it can be lonely when you do something like this, if you don't have be. people surrounding you. Yeah, it was. So I ended up losing some friends over this. And Did you really? Oh my yeah. God. Oh wow. yeah. I, I, and 
that was why the, the community was so helpful for me. Part of why it wasn't a majority, but there were some friends who they, I think by my very existence, you know, you kind of hold up a mirror to other people sometimes. And I'm not the preachy type. You've met me. I've never been the preachy type. I don't go out in the streets and throw paint on people. <laughs> like, that is not no. my thing. No. And in fact, I'll just say my course, I market it as a judgment-free zone. I'm not here to judge you in any way, like not regarding your health, not regarding ethics, animals, anything. I'm just here to educate and to help. And I feel that that is so important because I've had people judge me for the choice that I made. And here I thought I was making a great choice for myself and for the world. And people who disagreed with that choice would pick fights with me and try and back me into a corner, like just try and get me into these logical fallacies or back me into a corner logically in, in discussions, trying to make me contradict myself. And, you know, it was just difficult with some people at the time and those friendships didn't end up lasting, but on the flip side, I've met so many more people who are amazingly supportive and I grew up Italian. We love our meat, right? Yes. My family has been amazingly supportive. My parents were concerned when I first went vegetarian. And then again, when I went vegan, but it was just that they want me to be healthy. And yeah. once they saw, okay, she's got this, they support me 100%. My family supports me. So I feel very lucky with that. And you really do when you make changes in your life, you find out who your friends are. Yeah. You just brought up a really good topic because it's, and it's interesting that you said you had these friends that were kind of, I don't know, kind of gaslighting you. It sounds mm -hmm. like <laughs> and really, that's a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what was happening. And I've gone through that in my life too. when I've made some changes for things as well. I think everybody has, but this sounds pretty intense, but you know, your family they're coming from a good place. They, you yes. know, they're, you know, this is tradition. I totally understand the Italian background and, yeah. you know, so that's a big culture shift for them to be like, whoa, you're going to be vegan now too. Yeah. That's a lot, but it's coming from a good place. And I find that, you know, people who really care about us, if they show concern and it's coming from that place, it looks totally different than someone who's yes. coming from judgment. And, yes. you know, I think it's a really good lesson for anyone listening and for all of us, because judgment looks totally different than concern in my mm -hmm. opinion. So, yeah. and yeah, I think absolutely. what, yeah. And I think what's interesting too, is I talk about this a lot. This is one of my like phrases is, you know, really empowering women to be the leader of their life. And I thought you would be such a great fit for the podcast, Pamela, because I think when you chose to do this, and I think you just really nailed it with that story, you were really stepping into the leadership of your life and how to be the leader of your life, right? This was yeah. something that was important to you. This is a part of your values. This is a part of your mission, your vision, and like your purpose in life and to help others do this. And so, you know, those are kind of the four core things I talk about on solo episodes and then also incorporate it into interviews too, because I think that's really the basis for being the leader of your life in anything that you do. And I think you really just kind of have stepped in this past year into this. And so, I'm excited to be talking about this with you. It's really, really cool. So I think, you know, as one of your values, I'm quite sure you would say integrity. And yeah. <laughs> so, and having that integrity, I think when we talk about a value, it translates into a story and, you know, you sharing your story about, you know, the evolution of being a vegetarian to veganism, you know, you have a connection with animals and I can relate to that a lot mm -hmm. too. And so when yeah. you saw what was happening to them, 
this became a part of your, your yeah. life mission. Yes, it, it really did. And I, I always had a sensibility about animals even well before I went vegetarian, but I feel like, just like you said, I've really stepped into that, not only from making the decisions that I have in my personal life, but now creating this business and dedicating my business energy, if you will, I don't know if that's a good phrase for it, but dedicating my professional energy and professional thought to helping people. And it, it, I talk a lot about animals. I also talk a lot about health. I, I don't talk about animal ethics in my course, like I said, but I, I talk a lot about it with friends, with colleagues, just, you know, chit-chatting like we are now, but my business is really about human health and Yes, it's driven by my need to help animals and it's driven by my love for this earth, but there is so much science also around a plant-based diet that is sound science, well-constructed science. It's not woo. It's not, you know, the latest fad thing that's funded by the meat industry. It's actually like legit double-blind <laughs> studies with a control group, all that stuff repeatable. And to me, that's extremely compelling. Even though I love animals and I want to help the world, this science is very compelling and I totally geek out on it. So <laughs> my, <st> <laughs> I really do. I like, I'm on PubMed pretty much every day, which is crazy. I feel like I'm in school again, but my purpose with my business is to help people be healthier. And that's what I concentrate on. And I know it works. I just know it works because I've lived it. I've seen people make changes that have worked for them. And I focus 100% on I have the information that will help you. I have the tools that will help you. If you sign up with me, it's going to be all about helping you and making you feel good and extending your life and making the quality of your life the best it can be in a very positive way, a very positive, uplifting way. And that's how we make the world a better place, I think. Yeah, I agree. And that's your mission right there to yeah. help people get healthier. Yeah. And so, you know, again, you know, as, as you guys are listening to this and us chatting, it's so important that we really tap into our values and understand our values, but you know, that evolves us into our mission and like, right. this is your mission and you're living it. And so yes. again, I just want to congratulate you because you definitely, when I met you, I was like, she has stepped into her leadership. Let's get her on the podcast. This is awesome. And I'm, you know, fortunate to have some amazing women right here in Atlanta, because I do have women from all over the world. So this was so awesome. So I always ask to Pamela, what, and this is kind of a loaded question, but okay. <laughs> what, advi what advice would you give to my listeners about stepping into their leadership or being a leader or being a leader of their life? What's some advice you would give them? From my experience, looking yeah. over my decades, <laughs> I would say that sometimes when you step into your leadership, there is a risk that you could alienate the people in your life. There just is. And you've got to be willing to accept that risk. If you want to live true to your values, you know, being vegan wasn't very popular when I first went vegan. It's mainstream now, practically mainstream, but it was not popular. It did cause me some social issues. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But at my core, I knew that was the thing I needed to do. And if you're going to be a leader, you've got to accept not just the glory that comes with being a leader, but also the risks. And that's just life. So be prepared for those moments when you may have some issues with people. And know that they're doing the best that they can in their lives. And when you transition, you have to navigate that the best you can. But the rewards for living true to yourself and true to what you believe are just beyond 
what I can even convey, you know, it, it, speaking about it, because it's imagine just feeling every day, like, I don't want to get like teary eyed. <laughs> I'll try not to, <laughs> try okay. not to get too, <laughs> but, you know, imagine feeling every day when you get up that you are living your purpose. You are doing what you were put here to do. It's overwhelming <laughs> sometimes yeah. and it's scary, but it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. So that's, that's the advice I would give. Just don't move forward. Don't be afraid of what may change or what may happen because the rewards far outweigh the risks. Great. Great answer, Pamela. I love it. Yes. And you know, the thing is it's lonely at the top ladies and some of the gentlemen that listen to it's lonely at the top, but you know what, once you're at the top, the people that come with you and the people that yes. you meet up there are far better than the people that you will leave behind because if yeah. they're meant to be with you, they rise with you. And if they're That's not right. meant to be with you, you leave them behind and you're going to have more amazing people like you do in your community. And like I do in my community, because you know yeah. what, same thing happened to me, Pamela. So spot on, no one's ever given that advice. So great opinion on my opinion. Let's talk about where we can find you and I'll put it all in the show notes as well. Wonderful. You can find me pretty much on any platform under the name of plant-based IQ. So Facebook, plant-based IQ, <laughs> Instagram, plant-based IQ. I'm not on Twitter. If you would like to reach out via email, you can reach me at hello at plantbasediq.com. And of course the website is the same. So yeah, you can reach me all there. I do have a personal Instagram as well. That's live beautifully with Pamela. That's just, it, I don't post a lot of vegan stuff there. It's really more like photo shoots that I do, events that I've gone to, things like that, just personal stuff. But if you're interested in the plant-based stuff, just look for plant-based IQ wherever you go and there I will be. And please reach out to me, please do. Yeah, and I love the name. I'm so into it. And yes, it's the same on all social platforms, which is always super yeah. easy. So yes. we'll, we'll include yeah. it here. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing the interview, Pamela. Thank you for all your amazing advice. Thank you, Maya. I really enjoyed being a guest here and uh, I'm glad we made it happen. I'm glad that I met you and you truly are one of the people that I, I look up to. And yes, I'm a little older than you. I've done, I had different experiences, but you are making things happen for yourself and for other women. And that's just the mo most important thing in life. So kudos to you. Oh, thank you, Pamela. I appreciate <laughs> you. Thank you so much. And thank you guys so much for listening to my opinion. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.